If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying. Is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted. Is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Success Report. Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You are listening to the Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Man, I'm, I'm excited for this one, man. I'm excited for the listeners. <laughs> what makes you excited about this one? Well, okay, so this this episode is, you know, a conversation you had back in November of 2021. And, or, or essentially, if the listeners follow the show notes page, that's the d- time frame, the, the original conversation that the listeners about to fi- hear aired mm-hmm. on, on this podcast, Born to Fly. And I, I just remember when I first heard it, I was like excited for us to potentially share this conversation with our audience. Now, obviously, we might have shared it. It might, you know, you would have promoted on your social media. We probably yeah. shared it on our social media, but mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, how much, you know, there's only so many listeners that are going to catch it. So um, I always knew this would be something that I, we, we likely would chat about again and, and share with our, with our audience mm-hmm. from, from mm-hmm. the day it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. What stuck out to you about this interview? Um, more than anything, it was, it was a different taste of, of you. If that makes sense, like there's different perspectives, there's a different, you know, engagement, and I think around the same time we were both on the Anarchist Bible Study podcast, and and very much I think our conversations in that realm were similar. There might have been a little different taste, a little more theological focus, but it was very similar to what we do. And I found that this was just like you were having different conversations, if that makes sense. And I thought uh, it's insightful mm-hmm. around your sort of like. Maybe modus operandi isn't the right term, but but just you know, it gives a lot of your motivations and perspectives that I think uh, the listener will find both helpful for themselves, but also giving them more insight into who you are. Yeah, yeah, um, into who I am and to what drives me with with the Sixth Sense Report. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, and, and kind of like where where I'm where my head is at, <laughs> where my head is at in the whole um, brand and um, feel of the Sixth Sense Report where, 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 where I'm coming from. So yeah, definitely uh, we'd get into that. Uh, and so, yeah, so uh, Jane Trapman, um, she is the uh, host of Born to Fly, the Born to Fly podcast. And um, a listener, actually, <laughs> a listener of the show, um, connected us um, told her about me um to to have me on the show and she reached out and and, and uh, asked if I'd be a guest and I was honored uh and so 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 we did it so so the born born to fly podcast is a podcast about uh entrepreneurship and faith and and how to make those two work um doing um not not necessarily like just you know Taking a leap of faith, you know, taking a loan out and take a taking a leap of faith into entrepreneurship, but doing things um, in a biblically sound way, um, and still being able to be successful um, and productive, right? So that, that that's kind of the the sentiment um, of her show, and and just to aspire and to try to, yeah, build something from the ground up. And so I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun on the show, as you'll you'll hear. Uh, and yeah, man, I, I, I got to have a conversation that I don't usually have 
with people. And uh, yeah, and I was, I, was, I was really happy I did it. It was really, really awesome podcast. You should check it out, www.borntofly.faith. Yeah, and I, I think um, you mentioned that branding, but, but what's really interesting about your branding conversation is you really never mention, like you don't really use the term branding within the podcast, but, but so much of the conversation, you really are talking about the, the persona you're presenting and the importance of, of those things. Uh, and so it's just, it was, I find it interesting. You, you know, she even says it near the end, like, oh, we were kind of going to stay away from marketing. We touched it a bit and branding, but, but while you're listening to the conversation, you don't really feel like you're talking about branding. Yeah. Well, well okay. I, I, and I think it's important to, for the list, for the six cents support, um, listeners to, um, to put the way, the best way to put the show in the context is when you listen to the six cents report, the episodes, you're getting a meal, Right. And this conversation is straight recipe in regards to the thought process and to the Sixth Sense Report, the recipe into, yeah, why is it called the Sixth Sense Report? Why do their pictures look like that? Or even the thanks coach. Why does thanks coach look like that? Why does it have that sound, mm. right? And, 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 there are, and, there are, and when you keep digging deeper and deeper, there, there's a lot of layers to why we do what we do and the way, the way we do it. Being being um, diverse and being able to pivot um, is, is one of those things that that drives me to make sure that there's always it's not just one dimensional. There's different ways you can take six sense report, uh, whether it's uh, right the six as in Toronto, Toronto or one six, um, this, yeah. yeah, yeah, or or um, sharing um, our two cents, our two cents, um, Joe's two cents, um, and um, listeners two cents. Or uh, Joel and I split split the six cents, and we given we're giving more than our two cents. That's three cents, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Right? The, the triple entendre, if you want to call yeah. it that. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, well. Uh, hey, hey, man. Hey, man. It's it's it's, it's the rapper in me. It's the rap. It's, yeah. the, it's the old rapper in me. But yeah, definitely, just trying to create an avenue for me and for you in different opportunities, because mm-hmm. like the podcast has opened up opportunities for you. Mm-hmm. It's opened up opportunities for me. Um, and, and, and that's how it should be. That's how yeah, it should be. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. No. And I think, um, you know, on that, on that conversation, you had said something like, you know, one of your motivations was to better yourself. Um, you know, you were called, like you saw that doing the podcast would cultivate some of your skills that you would need in the future. Um, and, and what's funny is I, I think I've given people a similar statement and, and, you know, from my world of, of accounting and whatnot, you know, being able to communicate financial terms to a non-financial person is is very helpful in my world, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of your audience is the non-financial staff that need financial insights, right? And so I see a, you know, I I sort of was hearing you say that and drawing a parallel to like, okay, yeah, you know, as much as conveying information and perspectives is is what we're doing, there's a self development piece that the audience doesn't necessarily know about us, and right? You giving them insight right. into that, right? Um, and, and, and I saw it, yeah, obviously I'm sort of conveyed a little bit of, of myself having that as well. Yeah. And, and, and you're right because like, for example, um, I'm teaching now, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole point, the reason why I wanted to do the podcast was I wanted to be the best teacher I can be. And I believe in same, right? Kind of getting to the whole idea of entrepreneurship. I don't believe that a piece of paper makes you um, a hairdresser. 
Um, a piece of paper doesn't make you a teacher. Or right? in, in our recent terms, it doesn't make you an expert. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so part of it is um, if you're a hairdresser, you should already be doing hair. If you're a businessman, you should already be doing business. If you're a teacher, you should already be teaching. You should already be doing your craft. And so the mm. Sixth Sense Report is a reflection of me, not just waiting for um, my OCT certification to say that I'm a teacher, but yo, I've been doing this. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I take this seriously. So me studying um, economics, theology, and the state of our country has opened up this opportunity. So now that I'm, I'm teaching a grade 10 English class, a grade 10 Bible class, a grade 11 anthropology, sociology, psychology class, all, yo, when, when it comes to like putting lessons together, man, it's easy money right now. <laughs> it's easy money for me because like, you know, I've been, I've been training for the last five years doing mm -hmm. the podcast. And mm -hmm. so for me to, 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 to jump right into this job and be like, okay, what do you want me to do? Oh, you want to talk about that? Yo, I got three episodes on that. We could do that. <laughs> you know, we, you know and, 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 and you know what I mean? And so for me, are, are you saying six cents is going to be a homework assignment? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe one day, maybe, 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 maybe one day, man. Um, you know, it, you know, it's that old saying, um, when opportunity, um, when preparation meets opportunity, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of times, Again, it, come, it comes back to the idea of faith and trusting in God's providence. Um, we be good. We act as good stewards. We 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 take what God has given us, and we cultivate it. And, we're, and you know, and we're preparing and we're cultivating. And it's kind of like Noah building the ark. You're like, what is this idiot doing? Everybody mm -hmm. knows that you know ain't, it hasn't rained in forever, and nobody know no. You know, this guy's just here building this thing, and and it looks ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. And then boom, mm -hmm. right? The sky cracks and the water starts shooting from the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, preparation meets that opportunity, and 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 that's what Six Sense Report has has done for me. It's been preparation, and I, and I'm sure there's more opportunities coming for me and coming for you as well, Joel. Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 I and I and, I, and I'm prayerful that for our listeners when they listen to it, they'll be like, oh shoot, yo, actually, yeah, I can take something away from this to to open up other doors for myself. Yeah, and and I think I think your comparison of like a recipe versus a meal is 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 money. But it also, I think, hopefully will give the listener, hey, if I want to start a business, I need the recipe for the business. Like, what are the, you know, the steps or the process that I'm going to take with this business, right? Like you said, a budget or different things that you bring up in the show that, that is, there's all these pieces or these all these aspects to the recipe of the business you're going to do. So, right, um, right, right. And, and, and I would also add the show aligns with um, the, 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 Born to Fly podcast does align with the Sixth Sense Report brand as it relates to um, ideas of faith and theology, but also entrepreneurship and libertarian thought, um, mm -hmm. and 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 being independent and and trying to build things with build things on your own from the ground up. Uh, so 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 we see some overlap um, overlap there, and of course economics, um, right? The science of making decisions and the reallocation of scarce resources opportunity costs and, and all that um so so the, so it is appropriate um that that we uh that we um yeah um share this episode with our listeners yeah definitely uh, as as you said or as i said sorry early on the day it came out i was like oh okay this is a conversation that that we want to share so yeah 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 and actually you know what I, your feedback <laughs> i remember the only thing that that stuck out from the feedback from you and anthony was um you, you, your 
you guys kind of said the same thing. You guys were excited um, by some of the comments I made about us being the best. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. The uh, I, I definitely my my Kanye like, rant. Yeah, no, and and I'll leave that to the listener to hear in the episode. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but I think I think the pers- point is is I, I feel the same way as you feel on that. But it's important for an entrepreneur to feel that way with what they're doing. Because if you don't feel that way, you probably need to pivot to a place where you do feel that way. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. So on that well, note, you got anything else to leave the listener with before they, they check out your conversation? Uh, no, let them know that they're born to fly. Six cents makes change, baby. Hi, I'm Darnell Samuels. You may remember me from such podcasts as Thanks, Coach, and the Sixth Sense Report. When Joel and I are not studying for the next episode, we're paying bills for hosting and production. If you want to help us out, you can make a donation of any amount by clicking the Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes. If you broke, don't worry about it. You can subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast catcher. If you did this already, then you can share the show with a friend. Joel Jeezy and I appreciate your support. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, so Darnell, tell me about you. Tell us about who you are. Okay, well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on. Thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. Very, very humbling, very humbling experience. And I'm, I'm really glad and really excited to, to be on the show. So thank you. Okay, so yeah, my name is Darnell Samuels. I am a Canadian. My mom is Trinidadian. My dad is Jamaican, but I'm, I'm, I'm Canadian to the bone. And I have a podcast. I have two podcasts. I have a blog called High End Theories where um, the, things that aren't, don't, the things that aren't as clear on the show, I'll write about it and be more clear because writing's more clear than speaking. Um, I have a bachelor in um, global studies and history. And I'm currently finishing my uh, Bachelor of Education at Tyndale. And my ultimate goal in life is to, of course, besides serve the Lord, but serve the Lord. um, But it would be like uh, doing podcasting and blogging full-time and eventually opening up schools, my own schools. That'd be really cool. That's amazing because I saw your bio and I was like, I did not know that. I didn't know that you wanted to open up schools. So yeah. Why? Like, why schools? Is it because you really like truly believe in education, or I believe you cannot change the world. What do you I mean by know. that? You cannot change the world because it, it depends on the the sphere of influence you've been given, right? So just like you know us doing social media, you know, you might have ten followers. And your goal should be to um, change or impact and influence those 10 followers you have. Now, there are those unique situations and unique uh, people that do change the world. A lot of times people that plan to change the world weren't planning to. When you look at the great people who have changed the world, they weren't really planning to, like except Jesus Christ, um, but being responsible for the sphere of influence you have. So I I chose education because education is the best way uh, to do, I think, to educate future generation. And for me, I love, I love in my heart, um, God made me um, a teacher. I love teaching. I've been teaching since, since I had a little sister, as my, as my sister tells me. Since I had a little sister, she would always tell me like, you know, I was always 
trying to help her. Whenever she needed help, she says I was always there for her and trying to teach her and, and things like that. And so anybody that's that would listen, as Bruce Lee says, I'll teach anybody who wants to learn. Like I get a kid, like I get a high out of seeing kids get it, people get it, um, empowering people. That's my thing. I love it. So that's why I would definitely like to have my own school and uh, and do my own thing and help people get better. Yeah, amazing. And then, so how does everything that you're doing now contribute to that? I know you mentioned your two podcasts, you have a blog as well. Uh, you're mm -hmm. an educator. Just how is that contributing? How do you see that all coming together? Like I started the, I started the Sixth Sense Report, which is uh, me and my co-host, Joel Nikoloff. And my reason for starting it was I, I needed to get better at teaching. So that's why I started it. Mm -hmm. um, and in the schools of thought, that I, the framework I interpret the world through is as a Christian, I interpret it through a theological lens, but I, I also an economic lens. So theology is the study of God, the application of God's word. And then economics is the science of making choices or the more technical term, the reallocation of scarce resources. So what we did was we, we, we took that framework and we used, the, we used theology and economics to interpret events that impact Canadians. So that's the lens we see through. Mm -hmm. So we're Canadian, theological, economic. And, and I believe that those, if you use theology and economics, that's the best way to communicate and identify ways of hope for people. Because a lot of times, I, I think as Christians, we have, you know, our God is a God of hope. We're a people of hope. And not just a, a end times hope and eschatological hope, but a present day hope. Like, yeah, we tell people, yeah, you know, believe in Jesus or burn in hell, right? We tell people that. <laughs> right? But then um, afterwards, what happens when somebody says, actually, you know what? Ah, no, thanks on the Jesus thing. Well, then what else can we do to provide a hope for a person in the present situation? Whether it's, you know, teaching somebody how to read, you know, showing them how to cook, uh, these kind of things where we're providing present day hope for someone to eat and have hope for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So that's where theology and economics, I, I find, um, gives people a present day hope. And that's what I wanted to learn through the podcast and that will help me to become a better educator teacher. For sure. And also interesting because people who will listen to the podcast will know through what lens you're looking at specific situations, because I feel you can look at things from a million different lenses Yeah, and this kind of narrows it down. It's clearer for your audience, which actually also is very good. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to know, your message, you want to have a clear message to your audience. So that's that's already like one nugget here in what you're telling that people can take yeah. away. It's important for us to think clearly about what we claim to believe in. Me, I'm, I'm just doing what um, God made me to do. And hopefully it would be uh, helpful to other people. <laughs> I love how you just say that very humbly. I just, I'm just doing what God made me to do. Well, I think that's actually very important. <laughs> To do that, that's like why I'm doing this podcast to help people tap into what God has called you to do. <laughs> right, right, right. So, like, um, and that's why, like, for me, I'm trying my best to do that for other people. And I really want to help other people do that. So, let's talk about entrepreneurship because I mm -hmm. say what makes you an entrepreneur is if you start something new, if you create something. And I feel you've created already multiple things in your life. And let's talk about creating things. So, you told me that you think entrepreneurship is important. So mm -hmm. why, in your opinion, is entrepreneurship important? I think it's important because, well, entrepreneurship isn't about 
securing the bag or trying to get money, but it's about being free to be who God made you to be. And what that means is, I know it sounds very up in the clouds, but what that means is that, you know, God gives people to serve, right? So if you serve people, you will be able to eat and the money will come, mm-hmm. right? But you, but you want to do a good job of serving with the gift that you have. So that's, that's, how, I would, that's how I would define entrepreneurship is, is, is serving with the gift that God has given you. Um, and doing it well. And if you do it well, then you'll be able to secure the bag, make money and do all the things um, that you enjoy. And how does that make a difference, different from just being like serving in general in life without asking money for it? I think like from like an, to get through an economic framework, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't separate it. I don't mm-hmm. think it's separate. If you are using your skills to its fullest potential, money's going to follow. And when, when, when Joel and I were doing the Sixth Sense report, you know, people were coming to us and saying, okay, we, how can we give you money? Right. <laughs> you know, Are you like, what? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Me and Joel were like, what, what are you talking about? You know, so people were coming to us and say, okay, how can we give you money? Right. That's a, that's a perfect example. You know, I got friends who are basketball trainers, right. It starts with working out with one kid, right. You're just trying to help a kid who just wants to get better. But then another kid comes along and the other kid's saying, well, the second kid's coming along and he's going to say, well, um, I need, I want to take you away from that kid. And I want you to work with me. Here's 20 bucks for the hour. Economics is, is, is the science of making choices and the reallocation of scarce resources. Your time is scarce. So now you, you have to make a cost benefit analysis on, okay, do I work with the kid for free or do I work with the kid who's going to pay me? Fair enough. And I think, yeah, if you're Providing someone a service, it is okay to ask money for that, or if somebody wants to give you money for that. Yeah, and people on people will honor it. People will be like, "Oh my gosh, like, like I gotta like here, let me give you some money." So, would you say that everybody who is considering entrepreneurship should really start with having a good relationship with money and your just your general view on money or like cash flow, or is that oh. like, yeah? <laughs> Oh, financial, <laughs> financial literacy. You know what? I'm glad you asked that. So I have a friend uh, who's a photographer, very successful photographer, uh, goes by Mr. Koa. So look him up on Instagram. His work is phenomenal. He, he, he did the shots for the Sixth Sense Report, our branding stuff. Yeah, the, and, it looks pretty awesome. Oh, of course. The, I've seen that's it. That's my man. <laughs> I, yo, he's nice. I, I told you, right? That's another part of um, um, entrepreneurship. You got to control your brand. That's a whole nother, that's another episode that yeah. I come back on. So basically, um, the idea that Ryan was getting at was, he said to me, you know, Darnell, when I met him, when I started working with him, um, he was still working at his full-time job. He, he just started, he only been shooting like three months, but I recognized his talent because I used to do photography and videography, right? So I, that's part of my, another part of my entrepreneurship background, like I've always been an entrepreneur, but didn't realize it. So I've done photography and I can recognize, I know what good pictures look like. I don't do it anymore, but I can kind of like to say in the street, game, recognize game. So, so I saw his talent and eventually he was like, okay, you know what, Darnell? Now I'm flying all, all, across all over the world. I'm shooting music videos, hanging out with celebrities and famous people. And people want to know, how did I do it? And he said, Darnell, like photography isn't about like talent. There's a lot of talented photographers, but you got to be, got to be a businessman. It's the businessman in me that made me successful. I have talent, 
but my talent is nothing unless I'm a bit, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. handling my business and I'm good at it. And, and he's right. Cause I know a lot of talented photographers. Um, but if you don't handle your business, right. Or you don't, or not even handle your business, right. Um, understand business and almost have a talent for it and market yourself and brand yourself. So he was able to do that and he's, he's really successful. Yeah. So yeah. So you always want to make sure that you can do. That. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm thinking of a lot of, especially creatives or artists who have a hard time sometimes with accepting, well, if you want, if you want to make money from what you're doing, you actually have to be good at business as well. You have to figure out what business is about and start yes. investing in that. But yeah, like yeah. Yeah. what, what is business about? I, what would you advise yeah. To the person you were 10 years ago, what would you say? Uh, to the person I was uh, 10 years ago, I would say this. Um, and it's a quote from the poet and philosopher, Sean Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z. <laughs> and Jay-Z said, uh, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. And the play on words, he's saying, I'm not a businessman. I am a bu- I, like I am yeah. the business. I am the brand. You know what I mean? Like, so I thought, I thought. That was very profound, IJ, as he always is. Um, and so at that point, you know, I would say to myself, like, yeah, you're the, you are the business, Darnell. You are the brand. You are what people are going to buy. Like, yeah, I can make podcasts or write a book, but people are, like, even for example, like on social media, one thing I'd realize is like, you know, I, I have a Twitter for success report and I have a Darnell Twitter, but people want to follow me. Mm-hmm. I have more follow. Of course, you know people want to follow a person rather than than a brand a product. They want yeah person. Yeah, yeah. And so, you, so, so you really have to um, control your narrative. Uh, I, was, I, I went through the book Fifty Cent. Uh, you guys should check out this book if you guys are listening. Um, a really good book. Find you can find the audio book on YouTube. Um, it's called. It's from um, Curtis Jackson, aka Fifty Cent, and his book is called Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Now, of course, you're like, oh, 50 Cent, you mean the dude who got shot nine times and was beefing with Ja Rule back in the day and he takes his shirt off and he's got the six pack and the gold shorty, you know, that guy? <laughs> yeah, it's that guy. But, but when you listen to the book, it's not that guy. It's not that guy. It's not the rapper. It's the businessman. Mm. And when you read the book, you realize, yo, he was lying the whole time. That was just a persona for business. But the real Curtis Jackson is really a, a savvy business guy who's laid back, who doesn't smoke or drink. So yeah, check out the book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. When you, when you check out the book, it, um, a lot of great pro tips on how to be a smarter um, entrepreneur. I find that very interesting because I would not have thought that 50 Cent was, of course, he's a businessman. How else can you become so famous and make so much music that people want to listen to? Um, music producing tv shows um he has his own the vitamin water um a whole bunch of entrepreneurial ventures the, the man is a monster mm-hmm. so yeah please check it out yeah talking yeah. about entrepreneurship and and business so what would you say are core principles or essentials for building a sound or a good or you know a business with a good foundation uh definitely a good team you can't do it by yourself Okay. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so just starting out, you don't necessarily have a lot of budget. How do you find a team? Pray first. <laughs> <laughs> right. Always. Well, right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to pray for a team. Right. Back to economic terms, division of labor. Right. So to work efficiently, you need people doing what they do best. Mm-hmm. So uh, my podcast team, you know, although Joel and I are co-hosts, 
technically we're a team first. So Joel covers half of the other podcast stuff that I am not skilled at, nor do I care about. Right. And then I, I cover the other stuff, but then we also have a producer, um, Anthony Mitchell, Madden media. And, and, and he, he is handling the production. Um, you want to have um, a great team that can free you up to do what you do best. Yeah. Right? And so, so in your example, so we're talking about the Sixth Sense Report, you have your co-host Joel and there's a producer. So how did that start? How did you find a producer? I, I can imagine like you and Joel were talking, you're like, hey, let's do this uh, podcast and this is the lens we're, we're going to focus on. But how do you find the other person? How do you find the producer? <laughs> Okay, no, that's good. That's good, Matt. You know, I, I guess this is the Christian answer uh, besides prayer, but, but um, providence, right? This is what um, unbelievers call luck or mm -hmm. serendipity or something. Mm -hmm. um, but, but we call it divine providence. God's, God's free will and then our free will, right? And God has a plan and everything just um, aligns. So our producer is a friend of mine um, and he went to school for radio. So I already knew He, he, already, he already produced um, successful, super successful radio shows. And so he was already in my network. And I think that's another key word. Like you have to kind of see what your network is. Um, and if you're an entrepreneur, you'll be surrounded by like-minded people together type of thing. So yeah, so he was already in my network and I've already seen his body of work. So when he saw what I was doing, he kind of said, oh, he's like, yo, you know, I can make you guys better. I'm like, okay, cool. Now, um, because he does great work, we honor his work and we pay him for his work. Um, so yeah, guys, um, if you're trying to start a podcast and you um, just uh, you know good, need good consultation, um, yeah, contact uh, Madden Media, my boy, Anthony. But yeah, yeah, but divine providence, these people come into your life. And if you're an entrepreneur, you'll have people around you. I would almost say to the, um, to the audience, um, if, you're, if, you, if you're taking notes, <laughs> Look at me being a teacher. If you're taking notes, there's a quiz afterwards. <laughs> take notes. Um, yeah. Take notes. Yeah, no, but I, I would say, you know what? Think about this. Um, how many, are there friends that you have that you look up to as, you know, creatives, as entrepreneurs? Because if you do, you know, um, kind of like that old saying, your, your network is your net worth, right? So you're kind of looking at, okay, well, do I have any creatives in my circle? Do I have friends that I look up to who are doing it? sometimes it helps to see people do it. Yeah. And that's important because you get inspired. I'm always saying don't copy people because you're not the other person, but you yeah. can get inspired and you can get, you know, encouraged by what they're doing and and see how they do it. And then you can ask them. I have um friends that I that I look up to and I'm able to ask them, like, okay, hey, so um like how is this working for you? Or what'd you do to get to this point? And it's right? funny so because it's people funny. always want to answer those questions. They're, they will not say, I'm not going to tell you. Like, it's a secret. Of course, they want to help mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And especially if they're your friends in your network and you've seen them come up yeah. and how they've become something. Um, one of my friends, Phil Thomas, uh, he, he's an animator. And he said to me uh, in high school, because I've known him since high school, like he wasn't good at drawing, but he wanted to be an animator. And now he's a professional animator. That's what he does for, for a career. And, he, you know, sometimes he'll give a lecture or two out of college. And, and I said, how'd you become good at drawing? He says, I just practiced. He's like, at one point I wasn't good and I practiced. Yeah. Oh, you practice to the point where you can do it. Now you do it for a living. I have a friend who's a, um, a musician. Um, he goes by the name of I. 
A-H-I. Um, he's like a black folk singer. Awesome guy. Um, yeah, but this guy wasn't a good singer. Um, he taught himself to sing. He taught himself to play guitar. And this is like, this isn't like when he was 10 years old. This is like, you know, he decides to leave, you know, university and, and become a musician. And he taught himself to sing, taught himself to write, taught himself to play the music. Now he's touring, feeding mm-hmm. his family, doing his thing. So these guys are um, inspirations for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it also points out that perseverance <laughs> is very important in entrepreneurship. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. we, we were talking about like a core principle is, is building a team. But then I think, yeah, not giving up is, uh, I don't know. I don't even know if that's a principle, but that's definitely something you, you yeah, need to and you gotta and, I, and you got to believe in, of course, you know, it sounds cliche to believe in yourself, but um, in the basketball world, we use a term, you have to have that dog. You got to be a dog in that you got to be relentless um, and believe that you are that guy. Like you have to believe at first that you are that guy and not being arrogant, but you have to believe it. And if you believe it, you will carry out the actions that guy, the dog does. Right. So, and I've heard that before many times that you have to believe in that you're already there, but sometimes it's so hard for people. What, how can you make that easier for yourself to believe that you're already there or that you're going to be there? Oh, oh man. Okay. Duh. You know, I, cause you know, I'm thinking, because I, I don't want to say it the wrong way, but the confidence a person has, it isn't something that wanes, like comes necessarily comes and goes. Like you, that's who you are. Like you should, you are already, you already believe that you are destined for greatness. Like you, there's no doubt in your mind that you're destined for greatness. And even when people try to talk you out, you're already locked in. And it's just something that burns with inside you that you, that's who you are. You are the best podcaster to ever live. People just don't know it yet. People just don't know. And again, that, that comes from my basketball background where I guess I was blessed to be around a lot of great players um, and competitive guys, but you can't coexist in, in competitive environments and not believe you're the guy, even though you're not. And I think this is a good lesson because even the teams I played on, I wasn't the guy. But if you asked me, even in front of the guys, if I think I'm the guy, I'm like, hell yeah, I think I'm the guy. And then you go out and you try to prove it. And then I lose to the other guy. I lose, even in my loss. And they asked me, do you, do you still think you're the guy? Hell yeah, I think I'm the guy. I just had a bad day. I'm, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, so my advice to, to, to the listeners, like, um, you have to practice training your mind to be relentless and believe that you are that alpha, like you are, you're just not, you're just not there yet, but it's coming and that you have to conduct yourself in that way. But if you're, if you're, if you're flip-flopping with your, with, with believing you're going to be the guy or not, um, yeah, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. This is very powerful because I'm thinking about this day and age and we're so used to being successful overnight. You know, it only takes like a year and then you're, I don't know, you're this influencer or you made it in TV or whatever. And Mm. that's not reality. Like you have to fight or battle your way through it. Of course, there are are exceptions, no doubt about that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, if you want to make things work, it will take time. And Mm -hmm. I... And, and to be really confident and secure in what you're doing, I feel you really have to know who you are. You really have to yes. know your yes. identity. Know, like, if you're a believer, you are a son of daughter, 
of God and that will never, ever change. And then you believe that you've mm-hmm. been equipped with something, you can do something. So if it's according to his will, you'll get there. But yeah, totally. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm preaching yeah. to myself as well. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. No, no, no. Like if you, like if you ask me, if you ask me and, I, and I'm speaking humbly, I feel like, you know, the Sixth Sense Report is the best podcast in its niche in the country. And I don't doubt, you know, I, I don't doubt that. I, I, we don't, we've never doubted that. It's just that people haven't heard of it yet. Mm-hmm. It hasn't reached people. But I can, I can bet anything on it that if you compare my, our show to any other show in our niche, it's not better than it. It's not better than this. Nothing is better than the Sixth Sense Report. If you put any show in its niche against it, Joel and I are better than anybody. Yeah. And that's, I'm speaking humbly. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. So we got, what was it? We got put a team together, know who you are, know where you want to go. And in your mind already be, you know, be at that place where you want to be. Uh-huh. Is, is there anything else you want to add to those two very important essentials? Um, well, actually, I, I would bring up something that you mentioned, right? Um, that, that was on point was like, yeah, the financial literacy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yo, you can't, yo, you can't, you can't skip that step on how to manage money. Now, you know what? Come back to the point about my team. Who's on my team? Joel Nikoloff, my co-host. He's an accountant, right? He's an mm-hmm. accountant now. And then I also have, right? So now he's already on the team and this is what he does for a living. And, but then I also have a financial advisor. Sean Ediemi um, at SA Capital, uh, check him out. So he, so he's my financial advisor, and then I read books on um, financial literacy to empower myself. But once the money comes in, or even just investing, right? That's part of the financial literacy. Now you're you're taking your own money and you're investing into your dream, right? Yeah. How much? How much? How much are you gonna pay for that branding? How much are you gonna pay for that new logo, James? How much they go pay you, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You, right. So I'm sure you have that conversation. People are like, oh, I want to start a business, and then you're probably like, okay, so what's your budget? I don't um, have twenty. You know, it's tough right now. It's twenty. So right there, right is is you're trying to figure out like, okay, how much how much is this vision worth? How much do you really believe in it? So putting money behind your dream, putting money behind your vision. Right. Um, and that's a part of financial literacy. So you're putting it in. And then once the money starts coming in, you have to know how to manage it and, and, and so forth. So definitely um fine. now you don't have to be the greatest, but you still should know some basics about, you know, financial literacy and being able to manage your money for sure. Yeah, but that's key what you're saying. I know so many, and I was one of them myself. When you start out a business, you're the early stage entrepreneur. And most of them say, uh, I don't really have a big budget. Can you do it for less? You go to websites like Pfeiffer or Upwork, and then you're always disappointed because it's not exactly what you had in mind. I think it's a very good point to say that if you start something new or you're going to create something, or you start a business that, well, part of that starting something new is not just an idea. It's also having a plan, is having a budget. Like how much money do you want to allocate to that? I think that's very important. I think a lot of people don't really realize that. And it makes me think of actually another conversation I had on this podcast with Jimmy Song. And he was talking about that people should have money if they want to start businesses. You're not going to, you know, there is this tendency for a lot of tech startups now. They're going to like 
get money from investors, you know, venture mm-hmm. capital, but they're not making money yet. Like, why don't you put in your own money and make sure that you're actually selling something that people want to buy? But that mm-hmm. might be a totally different um, subject, but I think... No, it, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, no, but that's just, I just wanted to point that out, that it is really important. And you just mentioned like, okay, what is the budget that you have for starting something new? And I think most people don't even think about that. They think, oh yeah, well, maybe with $500, I can make a website. No, like somebody is making a living of making websites. You're not going to pay them $500. Right. And and then part of it is the value of the work. Mm-hmm. So I, I've learned that from videographer, being a videographer and photographer. Like it depends, right? For the listener, it depends on how you value your work, right? So if you want to start a podcast and you don't want to put money behind it, then it's zero. It's going to look like zero dollars. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like fifteen dollars, and you have to know what what a, what a two thousand dollar song podcast logo looks like. You have to know what these things look like. And so the point I'm making is that for me, my approach is I don't care how much it costs. I don't, I don't care how much, I don't, okay. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care how much it costs. Now, if I have it, I have it. If I don't, I don't. But my thing is this, I find the best people are who are the best at what they do. So for example, um, you know, one of my heroes is a Kobe Bryant recipes, you know, and when he left the NBA, um, he started writing children's books. Um, that was his hobby. And he said that when he was building his team, um, and actually it was a podcast as well. Um, he said, when he started building his team, he said, he didn't build his team with creatives. He didn't want creatives. He wanted obsessives. He wants obsessives. He wants people who are obsessed with their particular gift and their skill. Um, just like Anthony on my, on my show as a producer, he's obsessed with production. Right. Um, and so you're going to get an awesome product. Same thing like with uh, Ryan doing our photography. I can see in his work that he's obsessed with making his pictures look clean and cool. And I'm like, okay, that's what I saw one of his pictures. I said, I want my picture to look like that. And, and he was able to do that. Now, of course, I got it at him early before he blew up. So I got a dirt cheap price. <laughs> I don't think I can afford him now. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? So even at, you know, at that point, even like, you know, the way you dress, like forget, you know, like even the way you dress boots, if you value quality and you look at something like, yeah, like, I know I, I want those $400 boots is a lot of money. Hell yeah. $400 is a lot of money for boots, but the boots are quality. Yeah. X amount of money is expensive for branding, but, but it looks professional, right? Once you put your product out there, guys, you can't take it back. And it's a representative of you. So if you want a $15 logo, that's representative of you. And it looks like $15, right? So for me, I don't really ask. So if I'm working with, with um, somebody, a client or somebody, I don't necessarily ask because I'm already sold on you. Um, last little story to kind of prove this point. A lot of my friends who are photographers, DJs, people who are entrepreneurs, they say, you know, you can cater to the lower end customer or the higher end customer. So I have friends who cater to lower end customers. And what do they tell me? I know when you cater to the lower end, they're the most trouble. The people who don't want to pay end up causing you the most trouble and they yeah. want the most from you, right? But then when you, when you deal with people who, who, are, who are on the higher end, they just give you your money and they get out your way. They're the easiest people to deal with. So yeah, that's something to think about. Yeah, they trust for what you're doing. No, that's some, definitely something to think about. So there's a lot to think about for people. 
<laughs> this podcast. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's not just definitely. a team financial literacy. Um, you know, your identity. There, there's obviously like we didn't want to really want to go into branding we still did a little bit but yeah there's a lot when it comes to being an entrepreneur and being in business yes yeah. it starts with an idea but then actually yeah. making it yeah. work yeah the idea and who you are as a person it comes back to me as a teacher so my goal as a teacher um in one day as a future parent is that even like people who hang out with me and they know if you hang out with me i'm always giving this speech that like god made you and you're special like you have the gift that we that you have to cultivate and and master, and if you can master that gift, then you will be able to be fulfilled. And and I think in a sense that's what entrepreneurship is, right? Being fulfilled. Um, I grew up in a home that was nine to five, blue collar, and I and I was taught the principles of blue collar life. You go to work, you come home, you do your job, don't rock the boat. And, and I was doing that. I was working factory gigs and doing these regular nine to fives. And I wasn't being, I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't being fulfilled. And the reason why I wasn't being fulfilled isn't because I was, uh, I wasn't content, but God put something on my heart that I wanted to fulfill. Just like somebody says, you know, my, my boy, Kenema wanted to become a, a singer. He just had to go sing. Sam Sage just had to, my friend Sam Sage just had to go write. Um, Anthony just had to go produce. My boy, Phil Thomas, just had to go draw pictures. And when you're doing it, that's when you're in your full calling of what God has called you, right? You have occupations and vocations. Hope mm-hmm. you guys are taking notes. Occupations are is what occupies your time from your vocation. What's a vocation? The vo- word vocal. Vocal as in calling. This is what God has called you into. Like It's audible. You hear it. It's in your heart. God is calling you to do that. But if you're in your occupation and it's, take, and it's occupying your time from your vocation, right? That's where the, 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 the struggle is. Life is short, man. And you want to be able to say like, you know what, Lord, you gave me these hands and, and I was able to do heart surgery. You blessed me with these hands and I enjoyed these hands. You gave me a voice to sing and I enjoyed my, my voice to sing. Um, one of my favorite Bible verses that kind of nails this home is Proverbs 18, verse 16. And it says, um, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great or the, in the uh, New Living Translation, uh, giving a gift or giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. So just cultivate it. Everybody's special. You know, my wife is my wife. She, she, she always kind of nails this home for me where her gift is, is baking, right? She's a great baker. Um, everybody knows this great cook. Um, You're so blessed. Yeah, see, that's why this golf shirt didn't fit me like it used to. That's <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, I'm holding it in my stomach the whole time, right? Stop it. <laughs> right? But, 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 but she would say, like, as a little girl, um, her mom bought her um, an easy bake oven. And she says, Darnell, that was my favorite toy. I, man, I couldn't, man, I, she just wore it out. She, that's what she was doing from a little girl. Now, but when she got older, she was chasing the money. In a sense, she, she wanted to do a prestigious job. She wanted to be a mm-hmm. lawyer. She wanted an office job. She wanted, you know, to climb the corporate ladder. But now she's at a place where she's kind of like, oh, well, you know, I actually, you know, she could have done it over again. She said, you know what? I would have tried to follow my, my, my heart, my gift. Yeah. You had to go do that. So, yeah, that's, that's important. Very important. And on that note, I think we've empowered a lot of people 
Um, I think we inspired a lot of people I hope so. to I listen hope so. to that vocation. Yeah. Let, well, yes, yes. Let's just say we do because that's what this podcast is about. So go listen to that vocation, go see what God has put in you the type of gifts and yeah, then start being an entrepreneur, start making things. So yeah. Darnell, where, where can we find more about everything that you do? I'm on Twitter and Instagram. So to get me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, um, I go under the, uh, the, the tag do good, Darnell do good is um, kind of what it, what it actually is, is, is a do gooder, a person that does good. Um, I have a blog, highendtheories.com, uh, Six Sense Report, and you can find Thanks Coach on, I have the Thanks Coach podcast as well. That's on my high-end theories. Or you can email me um, personally, uh, Darnell at com. Sounds good. Thank you so much. No, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. Thank you for this opportunity. Also, uh, for the listeners, don't be a casual listener. Make sure you guys subscribe, like, share, leave a comment, because I said so. <laughs> All right, support support Jane. Don't don't be a casual listener, man. Don't disrespect her like this. Don't disrespect her show, man. Subscribe right now and leave a comment and leave a review if you're listening on any other podcast. You heard it here first. But you heard me. Does that make sense? Madden and Mitchell Media.